course, welcome to episode two of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. We are a Spider-Man themed podcast with a garlic twist and a proud member of the Let's Go Podcast Network. Pop culture without the pop. I am one of your co-hosts, the conciliary of the co coalition. I am Peter M. Vera, but I cannot do this alone. Let me introduce you to the young capo, Nico Caruso. Flip, flip, baby. There he is. And you may know him amongst Twitter as Daddy Bats, but every family has their godfather. And uh, around here, we like to call him Papa Webbs. Nicholas Caruso, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Good evening, gentlemen. It is. Uh, it's Good fabulous evening. to be here. Uh, fantastic. Just, episode one was a rousing success. I think mm -hmm. that's all. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so it was much a great fun. Success. Ooh, great, great response to it too from all the people out mm -hmm. there. So thank you guys so much. It, it 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 made the motivation for this one higher than it already was, and it was high because anytime I'm talking with yeah. these two guys about Spidey, it's sure, yeah, damn good time. And it's the year of Spidey. Let's face it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, he's uh, he's headlining a lot. He's uh, he's a big deal right now, as he should be. He should always be a big yep. deal, regardless of inter interpretation or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he should always be, you know, one of the big top dogs in you know whatever kind of CBM setting. Let's be honest, you know, in absolutely. he's definitely in the Mount Rushmore. Oh, oh for sure, you know, absolutely. So. I think but, uh, he's, I think he I think he rivals him and Batman or one one a. I I can't argue with that. I think his popularity you know. is huge as an individual. He's just he's larger than life, and you know there, there's he's just he's so coveted. He that, I mean he was he was coveted amongst his own company. So I mean he speaks mm -hmm. for himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, today we are going to get together and uh, we're going to discuss uh two the first two episodes of the nineties. Uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series, which uh, aired originally on uh, Fox Kids, I believe. Uh, I mean, I, I this is my Spider-Man. This is the oh, Spider-Man that uh, I was really first introduced. You know, like, you know, you, you can never afford comics as a kid. And I don't know how you can afford comics now. <laughs> so <laughs> Spider-Man the Animated Series and Batman the Animated Series kind of molded a lot of uh, what my fandom has become. Uh, you know, just getting home from school and this was just was on. You know, it was, it was this and Batman the Animated Series. They both were on. I feel like they were like back to back, you know? And uh, this is uh, this like animation world that Spider-Man is kind of, I guess it's it's its own little small MCAU, right? Because you have that old Fantastic mm -hmm. Four, you have Iron Man. Mm -hmm. uh, who else is in there? I think, oh man, who else had uh, X-Men, right? Spider-Man crosses X -Men over was a big X-Men was a big show. That was just yeah. as big. You know, it's, that's yeah. arguably the biggest animated show of the 90s. You, you could put that up there with mm -hmm. B-Taz any day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this, this Spider-Man, and you know, he he references the larger universe. So this is a a Spider-Man who uh, is not uh, accustomed to being alone, essentially. But uh, you know, yeah, there were, and there were a lot of there were a lot of guest stars, Pete. On this, yeah, on Captain America. I think all the you big know, hitters make pretty uh, much Iron Iron Man. I think Iron Man's Daredevil. a big part of the Venom episodes. Yep. Mm -hmm. War Machines. It makes an appearance in those mm -hmm. episodes. Uh, we mentioned Captain America. I believe I remember he did cross over with X Men. I think they, I think he appeared on both shows, Spider Man and X Men. I do. Uh, I think that was a part of the old Six Arm Saga, right? Yep. If I'm not mistaken, that's, that's he goes to Professor Xavier and he's like, <laughs> "It's funny because Professor is kind of like, well, you're not a mutant. I can't help you." 
<laughs> you're radioactive you're not a mutant so it's like, I, was, I was like wow you you reject people too that's so interesting <laughs> uh, don't we do some weird crossover with some with the red skull and Electro? oh that's that's later yeah no that's no, no. Oh, maybe. Towards I, the end of the i don't remember yeah, right? but uh you know that's i'm excited i'm what i'm really excited because we'll, we'll eventually we'll do the whole series at some point right we'll just pick a couple episodes and whatever oh, we'll talk about it. but uh 100 we have to i we can't wait like it'll be it'll be fun to revisit like i've i've I mean i've owned this digitally for years you know mm-hmm. and uh to finally sit back and like pay attention to it and you know night of, night of the lizard is the first episode and mm-hmm. uh it's pretty crazy uh just dealing with kurt connors and you're introduced to everything spidey you know you get a sense of peter parker and his mor- and his just his his morals and you know the kind of kid that he is going to school it, it, it but it's so connected and you're introduced to eddie brock early on right mm-hmm. and j jonah jameson Robbie Roberts, like all the heavy hitters in Spider-Man make an appearance in this episode. And it really sets up the show for where, where, for where it, you know, eventually leads just to this, the life of this college kid in his super heroic days. Hmm. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Cause it's really not an origin story either. Right. No, he's already like Spider-Man. Yeah. He's already Spider-Man. I was telling Nick upon rewatching it today. He's a cooler Peter. Mm-hmm. He's a college Peter. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely seems to be a little bit more respected amongst his peers, mm-hmm. but I like that take. I, I really do. And you're so right, Pete, you see, you see the interaction with his aunt, mm-hmm. how important she is to him. And you see he, that a lot in the spider slayer episode too. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it, it's all about like him being selfish and realizing that how could he think of himself? His aunt needs money. Mm-hmm. And that's just so great, man. I love that stuff. Yeah. I can never get enough of can, can never get enough of can never get enough of Peter. No, uh, just what you said, Peter. I wanted to expand something. You said as you get introduced to everything core Spidey, core Peter, and just his world in general, you know, on on the last episode we talked about how well uh Raimi's first film does that where it, yeah. it shows you everyone you're gonna need to know and 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 what their relationship is to Peter. And then dad, like you said, you get an idea of what of what of what he is and why he's doing what he is that whole that selflessness but also the kid trying to trying to have a job and be spider-man at the same time he he even says later on in the episode i have to learn how to act as a as a superhero and a photographer Mm -hmm. right because he needs to make money and i love how ingrained the photography is right away in the first two episodes but we're talking about the first one primarily right now is that something that and it I wish, sets up that know, rivalry with brock yeah 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 seeds are planted and very early 100 percent, which i love which mm-hmm. which gives it stakes right for the later path in the later season but i just love um man it's my spidey too pete i i saw these on vhs when i was younger right after Raimi's first film wow so you saw one v- so wait so seven we watched the heck out of them yeah those yeah. those came out it was like the <laughs> spider-man lizard one and it was like two episodes of tape right yeah, yeah i was i was the one who hunted them down because i i i'm pretty sure i watched it when it was live oh, yeah. but nick was wasn't like, even born yet he didn't come along till about a year and a half later yeah, so at some point i think like walmart or target was selling the vhs's and they would be like there would be three or four episodes on a, on a vhs you know, we still have them. I think I've got about 12 of them. Yeah, that's great. They're, they're in a box somewhere. And uh, 
you know, I always I was always angry for a lot of years that they never came out on DVD. I don't think they ever did, right, Pete? I I've never I as soon as I was able to buy it on my Apple TV, I purchased all did. three seasons. Yeah, okay. I've never physically owned it. Never. Yeah, never. I don't think they were ever released on DVD, and I I was like that. I lamented that for years. Like, why? But now we've got Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. they're all on there. Are they? Is it on Disney glory. Plus? Oh yeah. yeah, they're all on there. Okay. All, all it was like <laughs> I remember when uh, Superman the animated series finally made it to HBO Max. Everyone was going crazy. I was like, I've owned this for years. You guys are so <laughs> yeah, like, it's like I've owned this digitally for years. It's not even like going from DVD to you know streaming. But I was like, I've already been streaming this. What's wrong with you guys? Um, yeah, no, it's it's so it just what I love about it is while it feels very faithful to like the early stuff it does take kind of a uh, it, it it does take its own liberties in, in certain ways but it, it is arguably one of the most faithful adaptations of spider-man mm-hmm. just everything and like when you go into uh, and in uh spider slayers episode two you 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 meet norman osborne and you yeah. just, he, he's he's a little different he's not the scientist right so they take a little liberty there he's more of a a me a a businessman a shrewd businessman and he's he's working and we meet the kingpin who's operating everything from behind Mm -hmm. on top with with the greatest office in the world at at the top of the empire state building you know with with the with that with that great window uh it's great yeah (laughs) i love how like later on like those panes like open up and he's like like he's able to escape out of there um it's a pretty cool office and he, he's he working with Alistair Smythe. Yeah, yeah. He's the godfather. You need to get you a white right? coat. You need a white coat and a purple <laughs> turtleneck. I just want his cane that he has with the diamond. You just want the diamond. Don't need it. I just want the <laughs> diamond on top of the cane, you know. No, you're right, Pete. It's so cool in that episode because right away, like when, when Norman walks into the office, right, and you hear his, you hear the guy yeah. speaking, you're like, oh, man, that's Kingpin. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. behind everything. I mean, no matter what he's calling the shots. So that's really cool. And it just continues to set up the supporting cast and the rogues, right? You know, while you get lizard in the first episode, you know, Dr. Kirk counters is someone who's very important to the character. And then we get, you know, Osborne and Kingpin who are two of his most well-known villains in the second episode, but they're not the force he's fighting, Mm -hmm. right? They're the one kind of planting the seeds and pulling the strings and then you still see Eddie Brock, you know, trying to take down Spider-Man. So it's, it, it keeps, it keeps that rivalry going, establishes what a later threat is going to be. And then, you know, introduces you to Norman Osborn, you know, his arguably his greatest foe of all time. So it's just, it, it like it plants so much, it plants so many seeds of the spider lore just in these first two where he's fighting these, Ooh. um, there's a lot in there. There's so much. There's so much. And that's just so like, much. that's just stuff for future episodes. But there's also things like, take a look at Peter personally. The the, the past two notices at Aunt May, he's checking her mail. And I love the inner monologues. Like every time, yeah, I, 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 isn't, he, isn't this guy like one of the guys who did a, one of the Brady Bunch movies? Isn't it like Greg Brady? Yeah. I, I think, think it might so. be. But like, I love that guy's inner monologue. I, I, can, I can listen to his like Parker monologue all the time. Yeah. But that the relationship, Felicia Hardy, you know, coming, yeah. she's, she's, she's essentially working with Jameson and say, Hey, look, 
you're doing a gala with me. I'm big money. You, I, I tell you what to do. And she knows Parker. And again, that relationship, you see the relationship between Jameson and Parker. Like he puts Parker down. He knows that Parker's a good photographer. He won't admit it. You know, Robertson, Robertson's defending Peter. He could do this. He's mm-hmm. taking pictures. Hey, Peter, you're taking pictures of li- Spider-Man. What about the lizard? You know, stuff like that. And and uh, and Flash Tom Thompson, you see yeah. Flash's love for Spider-Man because he uses it to try to intimidate Peter because he doesn't know Peter's yeah. Spider-Man, right? And then he's fleeing around from the Spider-Slayer and then he gets confused. It's It's it screams that especially spider slayers like screams ditko lee to me because oh, it's just yeah. it, you also meet norm um harry osborne so yeah. you, you meet a lot of the rogues gallery but it's almost like bonkers because he's so quippy he's so yeah, quippy so in this. he's it. talking to a robot for crying out loud like it's hysterical and i love his biggest uh two of the ones i really like are when um, you know, he saves the first uh, construction worker at the start of episode one. And he mm-hmm. says, don't tell the cops I did this. Like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's a world where J. Jonah Jameson and the press have such an influence over the mm-hmm. people that a lot of people are, you know, scared of him. And then on top of that, I love how uh, just to go back to his, to his re- relationship with Aunt May real quick is we've always said us three are in agreement. you know, Aunt May is worried about Peter. She cares for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that when she sees the photo of him, of Spider-Man fighting the lizard and he's like, yeah, I took the picture. Oh, wait. She's like, I know what you did. And he's like, what? You went down there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, filthy. Yeah, yeah. She's almost and like then- a grandmother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, which you know that that's what Aunt May would be, right? You know. Oh she yeah, my Aunt May. Yeah, right. my she Aunt May would. My Aunt May, she wouldn't be using him to make money at an event, right? Yeah, she no. would be worried about her her nephew's health and his well being, and mm-hmm. she's gonna cook him the soups and ask him the rest, and she wants him to go out with MJ, the girl, which is cool to hear. Her which name is drop. Yeah. which yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Which is beautiful because, yeah. like, from the beginning. She's T and it's just like in the book. He doesn't want to do it. He feels, yeah, he, you know, he's like, I don't trust this like nerdy Peter Parker is being picky about who he wants to go out on a date with. I don't know, man. Just, just, just go. <laughs> That's the worst that could happen. But you can see he he's putting it back. He doesn't want to do it. And that whole second episode, Aunt May is trying to convince him to go out with MJ. At least, mm-hmm. at least just take her out. It's awesome. And you know what, too, as, as, I, as I watched it tonight, you know, as a cartoon, obviously aimed at kids, it does such a great job of he's so cool, Spider-Man, but but they always remind you of his personal life and the responsibility yeah. mm-hmm. and the shortcomings he has. They just pace it so well. You know, and it's great because as a kid, I think that's the great lesson because obviously you're like, oh, I want to be Spider-Man. It's the coolest thing in the world. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. He's got like real everyday problems. Yeah. Yeah, And you know, he's got to listen to his aunt and he gets himself in problems and stuff. So it's just in the, don't you think the pacing guys, I mean, it's great. It's, yeah. it, it never really gets boring, at least through these first two episodes. It kind of flows and moves along. One thing I want to go back to, you talk about how quippy he is because he oh, is, which is outstanding. But oh, yeah. I love the dichotomy between how he is in the costume versus out of the costume. He's very different, which I like, you know, which I think that this show nails it the best. Even though he's in a little bit of more confident Peter, you still see all the things he cares about. When, but when he's in the suit he has so much to say he's he's in a way like a veteran spidey 
in a way. Oh, yes, yes. Which is cool because he sort of acts like there's certain things, you know, he has to deal with. And he's like, oh, what now? What today? But then, like, when he's crawling through the sewers, it's great when he's like, of course, in the sewers. I wish I was one of those galaxy traveling ones. The Avengers don't have to go in the he sewers. The Avengers, the and Defenders are in there. Well, Hulk might be in the sewers. Yes. Yeah, it's just pretty cool. It's yeah, just yeah. so funny to see that he also has all these uh, other super, quote unquote, super relationships, and that you know he still is like, yeah, well, I'm I'm the everyman because I'm doing like all the gritty stuff. All these other glamorous heroes aren't doing that stuff, which I think was cool too. So he yeah. kind of has like a chip on his shoulder as the hero of this New York city as well. Mm-hmm. He, he definitely sure? lets flash know it too. After, you know, he's like, oh, you see all the responsibility that comes with this, mm-hmm. this suit, you know, yeah. like, isn't it, you know, obviously flash idolizes him and mm-hmm. tried to pull that prank in, in episode two. <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome, man. Flash got himself in big trouble. They're trying trouble. to imitate Spider-Man. It's so, it's so vintage. It's just, I don't know. I, I think out of all the interpretations, live action animated of Spider-Man, I, I honestly think this is the best balance of the two of, of from what he was originally created as. It's just, yeah. you see a Peter who's, you know, he's out of high school, he's in college, he's been Spider-Man for a while, you know, so he's, he's different. It's like you said, he's a little more confident. He's not nerdy Parker. You know, he's not puny Parker. He's, he's kind of, he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's a man. And you see him kind of growing into himself and becoming the man who he eventually will be. And it, it's interesting seeing that within the show. Cause you know, again, it, it's not an origin story. He's just Spider-Man. And it, it seems to, he's, I would say he, it feels like, I don't know if I missed something, but I feel like he's been at least Spider-Man for like a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he's out there. He's yeah. already a menace. Jameson's already, you know, like sure. It, it's oh, it's been at least a solid year. I feel like in the show, at least. Yeah, I would say it's like a year or two. I think that's yeah. a great take, Pete. Yeah. I think so, right? Yeah, maybe even a little bit longer, but it's definitely year year. It's and a half early. Because, it's early. Because yeah, he has a decent enough relationship with the city, and they established that Parker's been taking his photos for mm-hmm. a while now, right? Like, I know you're taking pictures of that Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Can you take pictures of anything but Spider Man? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Yeah, and and I mean, I like the idea that it's a little bit more of a of a Peter that's got his footing. Yeah, and he's a little more sure. And mm-hmm. obviously, it seems like. Uh, it like Felicia Hardy's in this and she's attracted to him, which, yeah. you know, the Peter we know in the beginning, no girl's attracted to him. Right. right? He's, he's, he's just a wallflower. So I kind of like that they went this way with it. Which like really happens in life. You know, if you think about it, like no one like. Yeah, he's becoming, so he's becoming school, the man he right? will be. Yeah. yeah. Right, man. <laughs> like everyone's awkward in high school. And then when you get to college and beyond, like people just become more yeah. attractive, you know, as they grow up. Speak for yourself. That's so. why I mean, I think I did. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you the other thing I like is some of the Easter eggs in here. Like to me, at least I got this. Maybe they adopted this recently. But on on the back or on the top, if you will, of the um, Black Widow Spider Slayer, they have like the actual Black Widow logo. You're right on the back of it. It's like the red logo, and I'm mm. like, oh, it's kind of cool that they're like that's like the nod to Black Widow, even though it's a. Da- I believe Daredevil makes an appearance on the show. He I does. think he does. He does. Yeah, I think it's called Sins of the Father. I think Sins those are the the, those are those. So, that's yeah. a nice little arc that we, we're definitely going to cover. Yes. Sins yeah. The Punisher does too, I think. Blade does as well. There's a lot. This show really is. uh, It it says in deep in the Marvel universe as as live action Spidey is today. 
You know, that animated universe was huge. Don't they get to Secret Wars at some point? Oh, that's a great question. I, I, th- I think they do Secret Wars. I think Wars. they do. It's literally I don't like think that's how he got the black shit. I don't remember. No, no. I would hold it off. I want to say, like, I've been, I've, I have, like, this whole, like, Nico dedication episode I've been thinking of. <laughs> and it no, all revolves no. around, like, the, the Alien Saga and, like, Spider-Man 300. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? The black suit, we if I'm that. correct awesome. on this show, because I've watched a lot. Yeah, of course. It, it's where Raimi, it, Raimi takes a lot of it from um from. For Spider-Man 3, Raimi took a lot of this where I believe it comes from space and I believe Ooh. after it takes him over, he does wake up upside down hanging next to the window like he does I, in Spider-Man I think you're 3. right, man. I'm a little... I'm the whole sequence of, I believe... I feel like, to me, it felt like the whole sequence of, like, between the transition of Peter to Eddie, I felt like that was ripped out of the animated series. Like, I just felt like that was so inspired by that. I'm pretty sure... I know that's closely to the comic, too, but it just, to me, felt animated. And when he first gets the suit, I'm pretty sure, because I remember seeing Spider-Man 3, even though it was a long time ago. I was, what, 12? Mm -hmm. But I remember telling you... Oh, my God, you were a child. I was 12, I know. But I remember telling (laughs) you that how he gets the suit... (laughs) Is like the same thing. <laughs> is like the same thing he does in the animated series. Yeah, I think you're right. I, he I he wakes up right. upside down, and then he like, and then mm-hmm. he picks up the semi. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. This is literally this whole I, show. Uh, fascinating. It's literally comics come to life. Oh, it's gorgeous, come to animation, man. and and like you said, Pete, it's they they're they're pretty true to like the source material. Mm-hmm. They do deviate and take some liberties here and there, but by and large. That was always my fascination with it, just Ooh. how just how close it was to the stuff that I read. For yeah, like, you could tell you know, they were like fans. They Fifteen cared. years, twenty years, so great stuff. I mean, and because I mean, because of the show. I mean, eventually later on, I mean, you see, because of the intro. But like, for me, the hobgoblin was my goblin for years. Oh yeah, for, yeah but that's me. Like I, I'm, like, that's because of the show though. Like the Green people. Goblin was dead. You know, he was been dead long before I started reading comics, you know, and then Harry O'Deed and all that jazz. Like, you know, this is why I love Peter Vera. I was going to freaking say this. I'm just, hey, I'm a product of my time, you know, like screw me. I like Wally West. (laughs) Right. The Hob, the Hobgoblin stuff is some of my favorite stuff on the show. And this show made him a cool villain. And then you find out who he's voiced by and you're like, no way. No, no. Who's he voiced by? It's Mark Hamill, dude. That's Hobgoblin. Holy yeah, hell. it's crazier. You hear when you know it's him, you hear it, but it's like yeah. I mean, oh, we'll, I mean, we'll get to it. He's he's so intricate. Um, both you know what else we're not? You know what else we're not talking about too? This show spawned the greatest Spider-Man action figures that I have a bunch I, of them. Yeah, to this no, day they yeah. still made. Now the cool thing is when they originally came out, they were a little the small. Toy biz, things, right? Toy biz. But you, they yeah, released but, them. Yeah. But but um. Right now they're doing the Marvel Legends. I bought a few of them. I think they're re-releasing them. Uh, I got, I got, I got drunk last week and I bought Mysterio. I drunk bought on Amazon. How could you not? You got him. Oh, oh, here. And then this. How can you? Got. uh, I I got. I got. I drunk. I bought a six-star Spider-Man. Dude, dude, that's so cool, man! Dude, random side I, tangent, dude. You're gonna have to post that with the uh, with the episode, Pete. It looks, it, like it looks great. It looks great. Drunk uh, purchases are the best, man. And Pete, the electro, the electro one. I got two of them, man. Dude, I have the. I love electro. I don't have this electro. I have a previous electro who has the movie salad hands, 
I yeah. showed Miss Prime likes to call them. And then I have Electro from Amazing 2 as well. So yeah. Yeah. I pick and the- choose sometimes. Like I, it's it's tough because like when they make these figures, like I bought an electro. I don't need another electro. I, I'm good. I'm I'm good. You know, like I need somebody I don't have. So it's like a six arm spidey. I don't have so I'll buy yeah. that. A Mysterio. Mysterio is really popular. I think Mysterio from Far From Home on Amazon is like 70 bucks. Yeah. But Speaking this Mysterio of, was twenty, so I bought the twenty dollar one. I just, just I just need think, a Mysterio. You just made me think of something that I was telling my dad during both episodes. Is uh, speaking of amazing too, I couldn't help but notice we're when gonna get there. Flash the uh, executive producers. You see good old Avi. You, you see good old Avi's name. Avi. Yeah, you see good old Stanley. Avi and will I, be there until the day he's dead. Yeah, oh, man. he's going to be on everything there. Spider-Man. He oh, might man. even be there after. Well, here's dead. the thing. I feel like John, well, I, you know, don't forget John Peters is still getting credits for Superman Dude, movies. That, yeah, it's true. God bless the, I, to live that life. Amazing. John, I swear to God, John Peters is my hero. I hope Michael Usland doesn't hear this. He'll kill me. Still, <laughs> but I love money. John Peters. <laughs> still making money. He's still collecting oh, residuals. Man. Man. Oh, man. It's but uh, yeah, but uh, that's I, dude. I think the tangent problem's me. I don't think it's Eric. It's it's me. We just started talking about John Peters. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, uh, back back to back to Spider-Man the series. Uh, the first two episodes of the show were really great. I mean, it's it's crazy how much world building they put into these two episodes and how many new characters are introduced. But it never once feels too much it never feels overloaded it just and nico mentioned this earlier the pacing's really great mm-hmm. uh just I, I i'm really fascinated at how well it's actually it's not it's weird like these aren't like really bad kids cartoons like you know like those old adam west and like uh it wasn't burt what was it casey Kasem? like batman and robin cartoons were bad mm-hmm. you know like you watch them because of what they are but they're not good they're not uh they're not good stories these stories are really good and I'm really impressed with the writing. And so just uh, as we continue to d- dive deeper, I just, I just, I can't do anything but rave about it. Just everything. It's, it's the reason why I love the character. I really just felt everything about Spider-Man that I love and that I know is, is stems from this television show. Well, let, well, let's be honest. I mean, anything that's come forward, is there anything you guys think that, that stands up to this? I mean, certainly there were shows that came where he might have looked oh, a little better. The oh animation was better, but I, I don't know. There's myself. one. What, I, yeah, I forget if it's sensational or spectacular. To me, it's this think? one. I think spectacular is right behind it. Now. Yeah, I, I'm I with you, Nico. Spectacular was yeah. great. Um, especially with how they handle the alien suit in that one, too. That was interesting because it's not how I would have wanted. That's... It's spectacular, it, it, interesting because I wouldn't, I don't want, I don't like it done that way, but it was done well. So they took something well, that I didn't really want to exactly. be done, but they did it so well that I appreciated it. And I'm I let it, and I mean, that I remember when I bought that show on Blu ray because I, I missed out on that run and I watched it. Oh, and so we'll get to good. that next. That's show number, that's show number two. So because he's fascinating. They united two of my loves because he needs yeah. that to fight the six in there, mm, okay, which is what yeah. I think is. I'm gonna sick, have to watch man. that. I, that's and the show then that I didn't the watch. choice they made. Oh, you'll, love it. Venom, you'll love it. You'll love it. Spectacular is beautiful. Oh, oh dude, it's and it's great. Gwen. It's different. You know, it's um, yeah, it's yeah. different. He's younger, but he's he's still cool and he looks great. The Their black suit stuff is really good. Their black suit stuff is really good. Yeah, man, it's why I like it so much. No, it's really good. I it's. I, I honestly think it competes with uh, the title for the best with this one. Mm. It's that good. 
Yeah, it's different, and yeah. it and yeah. also because it's different, it doesn't try, it doesn't really like rehash it. It does its own thing, so it, it you'll appreciate them because you can watch them both, and they're both fresh, and uh, neither one feels dated, to be honest with you. Not, not spectacular was around. In I 08. even think that the animation in this one holds up pretty well. I mean, I love when they do like stuff. the 3D model, you know, oh, and, and with the animation. Yeah. So that stuff's cool. I don't when think they did enough of that, that personally. No. Yeah. When he's swinging, it looks it looks cool. It oh, looks natural. Oh, and guys, yeah. guys, just a with... kick-ass intro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did it, what is it? The guy from Aerosmith made that song. What was his name? Uh, was it no. Uh, Joe Perry. Yes. Was oh my God. It's so great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. It, re- it, it reminds me when like the edge came out with his own for Spider-Man turn off the dark. It's always that high pitch guitar. Mm-hmm. But the edge also did the Batman show that we yeah. talked about. No, I know. Yeah. It's kind of cool when those rock legends yeah. get involved like that. I think that's neat, man. It's, it's, it's so, and then it's the lyrics like my little man, my little man. Yeah, it's so robotic. It. Yeah, it's so weird. And then like I don't know what he says. Like has like, no. you know, you know. And then, it's like radioactive. And they show you all the villains, and then yeah, the title card ends with Venom, which I love. Yeah. You know, which oh, which is pulled out of is is that uh, Spider Man cover? I forget the number, but it's yeah. that cover. Like it's just the the suit pulling Peter, and you're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. just. Everything about this show is just so beautiful. And, yeah, we're uh, gonna we're gonna have to run through it because it's got a very bittersweet ending. I don't know if you guys I, remember the ending or not, but it's, yeah, it's, it ends on a downer. But I think that's because it yeah. wasn't supposed to end, and they got kind of surprised. I forget. There's drama, like every good it, animated it, show. It, it ends on a on a drama, bittersweet. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's one of those things where you really, it's almost like the Justice League Unlimited to me. The ending, when you knew it, it was really yeah. good. Just kind of ended, and you're like, God, I'm not going to get any more. And don't they even did like a very early version of Spider Verse? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. He, they really with do. The yeah, they did that early. Right? That's close stuff, yeah. that. It's the going to be. Stuff, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Yep. Good old Scarlet. The Madam yeah, Web. Scarlet. Yeah. yeah. Web. Oh, I love. Oh, Madam Web. Yeah. I love Madam Web. I love her, and because of the show, it's. I want her film to happen. A lot of people don't. I don't want a Madam Web. I don't want a Madam Web film. I hope. I hope I see her. She should be cast in one of these two movies. I think think she would be. be. I think she's going to be cast in the Spider Spider Woman. You don't think so? That's personally what I think. That's what I think. Marissa Tomei is Madam Web, just from a different (laughs) reality. Oh, she's the multiverse Madam Web. She's the multiverse, right? That would be it wouldn't be the craziest thing they've done. It wouldn't be. I like the uh there was of course no no like Reddit has some great fan fiction that they oh my god, what you read tabloids for but man, someone for for 30 seconds, I believe, during like week five of WandaVision, because this is (laughs) up no way home. People were like, "What if Catherine Hahn is actually Madame Web?" And I was all in wow. for it. I would she, love it. I, I was, would, I was oh, all in Madame for that, Web, dude. Man. Wow. Uh, I'd be down. I would love. I, I want a Madame Web action figure. Actually, that'd be pretty cool. That would be yeah. sick. I don't know, Pete. I might take her solo film if it brings all the characters together. I, I, <laughs> I'd rather have that than the. Remember the Aunt May spy solo film? Oh God! Oh, remember yeah. when they? <laughs> I want. Yeah. Nah. Oh, there are so many bad like, ones. But um, trying to like Alfredize her, yeah, no. yeah. Well, all right. So overall, like, I, I, I if we have to rate these, uh, if I have to give these two uh, episodes a rating, I think they're both gotta goes, right? If G-G's, we're gonna do this by the Kowalski G-G's. system, 
GG, no, no doubt. I mean, if anybody, anybody GG. listening, if you're a Spider-Man fan and you don't know this, you have to run immediately and start watching the show. Here's yeah. how you'll it's spot. infectious. Here's how we'll spot our true Spider-Man fans. You watch this and then watch Far From Home. And if they pick Far From Home, they're not allowed on the show. <laughs> it's a short guest list anyway. Um, <laughs> it will be, you know the what? VI, the VIP shit. lounge is very, very exclusive. Very small. The spider lounge. The, show. the back spider. of the deli. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, uh, it, I, I don't know. I think they're they're just amazing. But um, what about what about this uh, news about this Craven movie that just got uh, announced? Yeah, yeah, what's, I know people. What, what's his for name? Oh, uh, what's his Aaron, name? Aaron Taylor, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson. Johnson. Taylor Johnson. Quicksilver. Pho. Rough Boner. No, and not Rough Boner. So oh Quicksilver. No, Boner. Not Rough Boner. Kick ass, and he was almost Batman apparently, but lost to Pattinson. I mean, who was it? So, so he settles for uh, Craven. Settles for Craven uh, right off the bat. All right. Because um, here's my take, which might be different than a lot of people's. Um, it's a three-part take, but it's quick. Don't worry. Um, I wish they went more European and a little more grizzlier. Do I think he can pull off the look? Sure. He could probably do the accent. I, I kind of wish they went with someone more true to the roots. It's Okay. Uh, the second thing is I actually think his solo movie can work really, really well. It could be similar to what a Deathstroke movie could be. Give it no longer than 100 minutes, maybe 110 minutes. Okay, make it a really, I can dig that. Yeah. Like a really gritty. So you want him as an assassin? You don't really, is that how you would kind of change it? You want him more I'm as a mercenary? I'm looking for him to be an assassin slash mercenary. Like maybe the movie starts mm-hmm. and he's a soldier and you see how he kind of becomes Craven. But he's like an have expert what, tracker type thing. Yeah. Right. Have like the action be like John mm-hmm. Wick ass where he's just taking out dudes left and right. And then the third thing is, is I'm down for these other Spider-Man characters to be in the Sony-verse. I know they're going to bring in some version of Spider-Man. I almost like that they're going to put together the world first and bring in Spider-Man after so that you could cut down on having a movie where the villains all need origins again. Just do the reverse Avengers thing where you have all these characters. Well, they are getting origins, essentially. Well, yeah, but with with Spider-Man coming later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instead of, like, the film Spider-Man's in, they're becoming the villain, like, just throw them into this world where where there's all these villains already, like Venom crossing over with maybe Morbius, Craven, etc. I think it could be cool. So that's my take. Aaron Johnson's a fine actor. He's not what I thought of for the part, but mm. you see what I've noticed is all these comic book movies even go back to like casting casting Oscar Isaac for Moon Knight. Like they are looking just for people you recognize to to. Wasn't he Apocalypse role. as well? He was apocalypse, right? So everyone's so the making day, the rounds now. So the day of the unknowns is pretty much is pretty much unknowns. Done. This is the only, these are the only movies they make. <laughs> these well, are jobs. Yeah, I, I sound hypocritical saying that I hate when you when the guy's already in the universe or already played a a superhero that he's going to come back. But then we wouldn't have Chris Evans as Captain America, mm-hmm, which is legendary, mm-hmm. right? When you think about mm-hmm, it. But mm-hmm. um, I'm a, I'm relieved it's not Keanu Reeves. Not because I don't like Keanu Reeves. I just didn't care. I, I was looking for somebody a little younger in the role. Um, Keanu's already like in his early 50s. Yeah. You know, I'm looking, like 33. Keanu facially looks like he can pull off like a craven look. I just I'm with you. I don't feel that for Keanu. I don't I just don't feel it, you know. And I and I think that sometimes Pete there's 
there's just so many actors like give other people a chance to uh to play these roles you know so well that's I how got, i felt about jk simmons coming back as uh jameson yeah. yeah you know what dude and i and i agree with you a little bit because his original take was so iconic that mm-hmm. maybe it would have been cool to give somebody else so i'm not i'm not over the floor with aaron taylor johnson but it's okay i mean i too was looking for maybe somebody uh european maybe a person of color maybe maybe something diverse but I am going to agree with you at first. I'm like, why are they doing these? And Spider-Man's not in them, but I think you're right, Nick. I think, I think they got a definite plan, which the, one of the guys from Sony said, after you see Spider-Man three, it's all going to become a lot clearer to us about about this whole world and these characters. So I do think they are setting people up Pete and that eventually everything will intertwine and, whether that Spider-Man is Tom Holland or which I think it is going to be. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't think as much as it would be nice to find, uh, you know, to, to, well, to get a different version of Spider-Man while, you know, Tom Holland's playing around with uh, the Avengers. I, I don't think it'll happen. Uh, I'm interested oh. to see what does happen. I, I just, I don't trust Sony. I think as soon as Sony feels really confident in themselves, they'll snatch Spider-Man away. Um, we've seen them do it before. Uh, but this Spider-Man list, Sony universe of Spider-Man character, like the, what is it called? The spoofa? <laughs> yeah. The spoop, spoop up. Um, I don't know. Whatever this universe is called. Uh, I really liked Venom. I know it's not great. It's not a good movie, but like it's entertaining as all hell for some reason. So like I'm interested in this Morbius movie. Keaton's involved in it somehow. Uh, Venom 2 is interesting. Uh I know uh, this guy can play a Euro bro. So I'm interested to see what he can do. Um, I I like what you're saying about him being kind of like maybe a tracker or military type guy, but I kind of don't want him to use weapons. I want him to use his bare hands like that. I want him to be like, that's his gimmick, you know, kind of like he's a hunter, but he literally is a hunter. He does, but he doesn't like, he, he thinks gun, a gun is like, you know, an inferior weapon for a hunter. So it'd be cool yeah, to see him cool. try to like hunt down Spider-Man at some point. Uh, you yeah, know, whether this leads to a Sinister Six movie or not, I don't know, but it's cool. Uh, I appreciate the different approach. And uh, I mean, I'll just judge it when I see it. Like I said, like yeah. and Venom was entertaining. It wasn't great, but it entertained the hell out of me. So I'm looking forward to see what uh, Alfred Pennyworth does with the sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely hey listen i i i'm i'm excited for this sony universe that they're that they're building up like i said i i think that they've got a plan i think that and i know pete i have some reservations but i yeah. do think Faye is behind the scenes still and i think that really you think he is maybe yeah, he's telling think, them what they can't do i think he's <laughs> telling them what they can't do and i i think he's i think he's there laying some things out of that that's a big property spider-man i just don't think he's not involved in it at all. What do you, I mean, don't you think so? Or I think he's telling them what they can't do, but he's also, I think letting them know, like clearly after seeing the first two films, the way they're going to use Spider-Man in the MCU, they're probably not using a lot of these characters. Right. So yeah. he's saying, okay, you can make these movies and set up your world. And then we'll, we'll make our third movie as our truce to where you could have them. Just give them to me when he's got to cross over. So I think he's telling them what they can't do, but also making sure I know he's so protective of his universe. Yeah. Right. Sure. It's even the rumors of like, he really doesn't want these Sony films to connect. So. Well, he didn't even want anyways, those Netflix and, films. to, uh, the Yeah, Netflix exactly. To connect. His Netflix shows to yeah. connect. So um, I think he's, I think he's helping them at least 
I I think he's giving them enough what they can't do that Sony just arrived at what they can do. Mm. <laughs> They're going to try to make that work. So and, I don't know. You know, I don't think it's crazy uh, for fans to think that, you know, there might be a second Spider-Man out there, right? We all yeah, know no, the rumors. We all know yeah. the, the everything going on with uh, the next Spider-Man movie and with uh, the next Doctor Strange film. So it, it's not out of the realm of fan theory. You know, it's almost one of the better fan theories <laughs> that you've heard in a long time that, you know, yeah, so the Tom Holland will be the Marvel Spider-Man and either Toby or Andrew are coming back to be the Sony Spider-Man. And uh, who, do you, who do you want, Pete, if it's if you had to pick? It's two. tough for me, to be honest with you, because I love the, I love all of them. Like, I, you know, Toby's got the better movies, uh, but Andrew Spider-Man's really good. I, I like his Peter Parker. At times it was a little too emo, it was a little too Teen Wolf, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I did enjoy it. Um, I don't know. I will be happy with either one. Whoever whoever wants to do it, which almost makes me feel like Andrew wants to do it. You know, like yeah. Andrew's a, a huge Spider-Man fan. I don't know yeah. if Toby actually is. What about you, dude? So I'll be honest. If I had to pick, because I think Toby's going to get, I, I do believe firmly that Toby's in Strange 2 as well. Um, I would say Andrew, because I think Andrew would want to do it more than Toby. I think Toby came back mm-hmm. for Raimi for a check and to kind of give himself justice, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To to the new fan base and remind himself because he is a cocky guy deep at heart, man. Toby McGuire is because he hangs with Leonardo. A, he hangs yeah, with Leonardo. He's kind of a blackball like, too, you know. Yeah, he's kind of a blackball. So I think yeah. he wants to do it to just show everyone, hey, I did it first. Here mm-hmm. I am. Now enjoy your thing. And Andrew's more like, hey, I'll I'll totally do it again. You know, I got my Oscar nomination i've made all my critically acclaimed stuff in the last few years so why don't i come back and get to do what they took from me the first time um i think andrew would work better i mean i think andrew would work better for audiences too i think they would be more accepting of uh andy going forward than toby so if i had to Mm. pick i would say give toby the send-off and let andrew do it that's what might happen so toby's the affleck and yeah yeah right I mean, if you would have asked me like four or five months ago, I would have said Toby, but I, I don't know, man. I, I agree with you guys. I think if there is going to be a separate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I would prefer it to be Andrew Garfield. I really, I really would. Well, this and is like, uh, actually a perfect segue to our, our next topic. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. Nico, why don't you just take the floor? This is all yours. Yeah. I mean, and you could even real quick, you could remix Andrew's love interest instead of MJ. Just don't have an MJ exist in that world and have him fall in love with like Black Cat or something. Sure, absolutely, Um, Which I think could be cool and could be different, especially because they got the MJ thing going on in the MCU. Okay, my take is this. I have a question for you both and for the listeners. Um, I don't know if it's just from 2015 till now. But and maybe it's it's just in our realm of Twitter, which we all sometimes forget. We all think it like it represents the whole world, but it's actually like eight people. But um, <laughs> I want to know something. Depends so, on what hashtag you use. Yeah, that's right, true. Right. That's true. There's a lot of movements behind movements, including the recent Batman one, which is a fun one to click on. Schumacher. Uh, there's all that stuff Schumacher, going on today. Yeah, that one too. Um, I want to know. Cause I have a, t- I have a take, right? Okay. And it's take my ruffle feathers. So it's, it's, it's two part is what I'm going to say. And I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. I'm, I'm just going to, I have not heard any Toby Raimi film slander till about 2015, 2016. Mm. I know the critiques of him have been there, 
But I feel like ever since Spidey was brought back into the MCU, I feel like Raimi's trilogy doesn't, hasn't aged. Like I said, I might just be looking at the younger audience, the newer audience, my age and younger who feel this way. But I feel like there's more of a protection around people like Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. Mm. And I feel like Toby doesn't get that. And the Raimi films don't get that the same way 89 and the Mm. Dark Knight trilogy does for the character. You know, there's been more people to play Batman and there's pretty much a clear cut favorite. You could throw Superman 78 in there too. Yeah, throw Superman 78 in there too. How it gets, it's protected. It's what it was at the time is protected. Mm -hmm. Whereas the first Spider-Man films, they kind of get crucified for what they were at the time at times through some people. And my question to you guys is, is it just the younger audience? Is it because people have those MCU blinders that whole the MCU does everything correct? You know, Um, which I do believe happens with some of their characters in films. Cause I, I hear a lot of people, you know, go Holland is the way Spider-Man should be. And the three of us here, some people, some people fundamentally (laughs) people say like fun. People say that. that? What? You know, and, or maybe is it just the character so popular that quite Uh. literally the three interpretations are that spread out. Whereas because the Snyder films and the latter two uh, 90s Batman films weren't received well, that like, you know how like Kilmer and of course Clooney and you know Affleck are usually talked about in a different light than yep. like the Keatons and Bales, whereas it seems like Toby, Andrew, and Holland are more equal. What do you guys think? I want to throw it to Pete first. I'm curious. Like, why do you think? I, I, I think you've touched on a lot of it in, in your in your in your statement. I think a, a lot of it is just Twitter gives a lot more people a voice. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of those. I, I, a lot of it has to do with, and I, I, I've said this to myself. And, you know, as, as a Batman fan, I quite like, man, like I see BVS and like how much people love it. I'm like, really? Like at a time where you have the dark Knight trilogy in 89, like BVS is the movie that you, you are attached to. And I was like, okay. Like, and I think a lot of it has to do with when the movie comes out to create a fan base. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm growing up, the, you know this, this the, like the animated spider-man is a big part of what makes me a fan so it's it's about that time of like when you grow and what's what what is happening at the time so i think those people who are almost jaded that the fact that there's no amazing three you know it, it's it's that similar process yeah. to like the snyder cut and it's like well i really like this i want to see this continue and the studio deems it unsuccessful for whatever various reason but it's you know okay well you know and it's a factor it's like an 89 is was so huge at the time, but it's also like the only thing there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I, Ghostbusters two came out, but it's not like it's a, they're both genre movies, but they're not even the same subgenre of genre, right? So yeah. I, I think that plays a factor in it, and you know, I think you're right. I think a lot of people defend Andrew, and I think Toby's got a little of a black eye, and it's not as while Spider Man two is like held in such high regard, it's it's definitely not as defended as well as 89 or the trilogy mm-hmm. dark knight trilogy or superman 78 so you hit on a lot of it there but uh yeah. you know i just think twitter is just also able to give people at that age a voice to yeah. voice their opinion yeah i think it's a gen i i agree i think it's a generational mm-hmm. type deal i do think i do agree with you pete where i i do think those amazing spider-man movies came out and uh, you know we didn't get the third it didn't continue and then mm-hmm. again 
I hate to lean on this because we did a whole show on it about pop culture impacts, but this, mm-hmm. this MCU is just so dominant right now. Mm-hmm. They cannot miss a beat. And it just, even seems with their like bad anything movies, anything they do, anyone they bring in. Yeah, they are. But it just seems like the, the, the public has bought in. There's and a lot of brand recognition you, there. There's yeah. so much brand recognition. I do think that the age of the people, you know, if you were too, if you weren't born or you were too young to remember Spider-Man 2002, this is your Spider-Man, you yeah. know, I think that's, and, and they have more of a voice now mm-hmm. because the people that like guys, my age, that were in their middle thirties that saw Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire, Spider-Man or whatever. I don't know if there is an active as Twitter as everybody else is. I mean, I am, it's a little unusual, but yeah. that's what I think, man. I, I think, yeah, man, it's interesting. But, but even that too, I, I, I also think there's a big group of the older audience who still feel the same way. They don't like, you it. know, that like they, they do critique the Toby stuff, which is, is super interesting. And it's, well, the crying meme has been around for years, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, of sure. course. But what's interesting to me too, is like the way and it might just be because they're different characters. And and I might be thinking about myself in the lens here because I, one, I learned from the best in you, Dad, but I also have such a, a great, you you know, I, I think I have a good eye for this stuff, a good knowledge for this stuff. You you know, I, I, I'm into it more than the mainstream audience, but someone like me who didn't grow up with Batman 89 sees Batman 89 and thinks it's masterful and acknowledges Keaton as one of the best, you know are the younger people going back and watching Raimi and not feeling that same way as like you can when watching Batman 89, are they different movies? Is it the campiness? You know, is it just that Batman, you can get past it. Is it cause Tobey Maguire just doesn't have like a likable face that he's not as like attractive as a Garfield Ooh. or a Holland. It's just super interesting. I've never seen more of the Spider-Man the Raimi trilogy critiqued more so than I have like since 2015, which makes me think Spider-Man three gets a lot of unfair criticism. I think. Yeah. It's no, I know you rewatch it and there's certain things that don't work, but there's, there's a lot more of that movie that works than it doesn't. And you kind of rewatch it and you're like, yeah, I I think I was a little too harsh on this in 07. To be honest, the venom stuff is still rushed, but I actually still think it's good. Yeah. He looks a little weird, but like I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't bother me. The Sandman stuff is epic. It really. Oh, and we'll God, cover this man. too. We'll yeah, cover we this when we get that. to Spider Man Two and Spider Man Two Point One. That's coming soon. But yeah, yeah. I, he does. It, there is a there. There are groups. There is a group of fans on Twitter that is very Raimi friendly, and I've interacted with them, and I, you know, I've I, I like a lot of their tweets and stuff, and so there are there are people out there. Um, it's interesting because usually you see like a guy like Kilmer or a guy like Roth who are, who do like one and dones. They're usually not as protected, but I think you're right. There's something about uh, not protected, but almost, I guess, kind of like, Oh, it, it, it's, there's that like nostalgic factor for someone who's been in two very successful movies. Right. It's not like he was in like one or like, you know, like, you know, Affleck had like BVS and it's like, but he never had a solo film. So, but you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, That's right. Sure. Yeah. Toby had two and a half great movies. Like, you know, like I'll yeah. give Spider-Man three half. So like and his stuff and is they were plus. Huge. Yeah. Peter, and they did two, they did two and a half billion at the box office. You know, it yeah. wasn't, 
they which were, was they, more than the yeah what amazing and when his sequel it. came out he was it was considered the greatest thing of uh, of the time like literally like it took wow. the dark knight to un, un, unthrone it to dethrone you're it absolutely you're absolutely right you it, know it was a big deal like the biggest the biggest comic book movie till the dark knight yeah i believe you're correct but you know, uh so. it, it is an interesting thing i see it on twitter uh the Raimi, you know, uh, the the amazing fans are definitely more vocal. They definitely want their amazing three, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And I I do think Sony could have just plowed along. I don't think Amazing Two is as crazy as bad as some people. Well, Mendelson Scott Mendelson had a good tweet today about it. He's yeah, like, you know, beautiful tweet. Yeah, I, I, I and I'm with them. I don't like the whole like spy parents thing. I could have done without all that stuff. You know, I like the I like Giamatti as the Rhino. I thought it was cool. I was down for yeah. the Rhino stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't like anything they did with the Goblins. I think the Goblin stuff is horrendous and amazing. But you know, that's that's one of the few things I don't like. That you know, yeah. but that's just me. Um, I think there's more good there than bad. I think the third movie could have fixed some things if they did it, but they didn't, and now we have this MCU Spider-Man. So. I'll never forget the tease, man, that never came. That's one of the biggest teases that no one talks about is after Amazing 2, if you use the app Shazam over the credits, it showed you you got a text, not a text, but on the Shazam app, six images opened up teasing the Sinister Mm -hmm. Six. You saw the Ock arm. They weren't hiding it. It was at the end of the movie. The Mysterio smoke. And then there was like two unknown ones that were going to be teased later. And it's like, damn, uh, no, Scorpion's tail is in there. And then there's one more that I'm forgetting, but. I don't remember who that guy was. Uh, I read a lot of Spider-Man and I had no idea. That's oh, more like a- Apparently we're going to find out in um, Sean O'Connell's Spider-Man book yep. coming out. Yeah. Okay. Someone said, I think oh. it might've been Mark Webb, who that guy was, who, who was your theory on who it was? Cause I, I had no idea. I was trying to find research. I mean, I read a lot of Spider-Man. I had no clue who this character was. None at all. I like the take that it was Morbius. Really? Because he was like, he looked too old. He did look old, but like older vampire Morbius. A lot of people were like, it's going to be Doc Ock, but there was that whole. I didn't think so. Is he supernatural? Is he not supernatural? Yeah, Yeah. I had no clue. I, 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 we, we really thought about that forever. Remember that? Was it Mysterio? Yeah, but he. It was fun to think about. It was, but yeah, you know, wasn't meant to be. What are you going to do? So what we're asking for is show some love for the Raimi trilogy, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do think they're forgotten a little bit. Me too. They man. are, man. And 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 yeah, what's funny is so many people still consider Spider-Man 2 the, the best Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah. But then they you know, but like it's like you said, the MCU is really yeah. huge and uh oh, man, it's just, they're a juggernaut. It's, so yeah, I mean, for right or wrong, it just is what it is. You know, they get I mean, away with it all, which is yeah. both impressive from a from a financial and company standpoint, mm-hmm. entertainment standpoint. Sometimes it's frustrating as a as a deep fan of this stuff you know so it's yeah. it's you know i'm yep. just it's just funny that you know those those first movies really feel like the most pure spider-man stuff no they do and, they're good and they don't get that credit the same way like probably the most pure batman stuff is 89 slash batman begins you know what i mean so yeah 78 gets a big a lot of defense as well that's a big one. Oh yeah you know i'm sure wonder woman will get up there as well Sure, sure. You know, I'm yeah. uh, Iron Man. As soon as you get to maybe another interpretation, 
you know, and uh, yeah. I think that's when you'll start seeing a lot of this stuff. It'll be interesting when MCU fans, uh, Marvel fans fight amongst each other over who's the better version of what character, you know, a lot of these characters yeah. they have are, are pretty much no. the only interpretation. So I'm so interested. I know <laughs> I'm, I, I know the fantastic four are probably going to end up being people's favorites. I am so <laughs> curious when we get another Wolverine, how people react to it. That's finally. a good one. That's a good one. Because yeah. Jackman did it for so long. Yeah, man, I think they should just do the multiverse thing and let him come back two or three more times and just say screw. I mean, you know, I mean, you could, you could just yeah. say he looks the same. So, yeah. But no, all right, not, not the Daniel Radcliffe take. I hate that take. I, <laughs> I hate that. I don't think that's cool at all. I you think don't that's like awful. That. It's stupid. He he grew facial hair and worked out, and people are like. Isn't it crazy how Daniel Radcliffe could play Wolverine? Like, yeah. yes, it is. It's crazy. What about Henry? Well, <laughs> we're getting off to well, He's hairy enough. Yeah. yeah, right. He's hairy enough, bub. Yep. But all right. We'll see. I don't know. I'd be down. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see what Feige's got up his sleeve. Yeah, man. It's going to be crazy. But, uh, gentlemen, uh, as always, uh, I thought this was a, a wonderful discussion about our favorite webhead. Of course. Of course. Always, always, man. Uh, great to get our sophomore show in the can too. Oh, this, is good. Yeah. this is good stuff. All right, let's let's get the plugs and let's get out of here, boys. All right, you can follow me at N Caruso Jr. on Twitter. Um, talking about all stuff, uh, superhero stuff, and I do want to plug our Kiss podcast mm-hmm. with drummer Rob Rob Myers. We just started it. I think the second episode is coming out next week. It is RBTE podcast on Kiss, three generations with my son, myself, and Rob. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeet. 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 As, as, Yeet. As the youngins say. As I've taught Pete how to say, uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox at Nico Caruso. That's at N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. You know, follow the show you're listening to right now at The Vigilante 1939, part of the Let's Go Podcast Network, uh, www.letsgopodcast.com. We have a bunch of film, TV, and comic reviews there. Go check those out. But I'm going to throw it to our consigliere to close it out yeah uh i'm all over batmanonfilm.com check me out on social media instagram twitter zach snyder's favorite at pete illustrated uh straight underscore o underscore g straight out of gotham for that stuff uh italians for spidey at team yellow oval all that good stuff uh that's it Uh, i'd love to talk to you hit me up later and remember with uh great sauce comes great macaroni